With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to SBK Edge Rush Extra. It is Super Wildcard Weekend. Tom Collins, never forget the extra and never forget the super in Super Wildcard. Yeah, 100%. I didn't think you were going to say never forget the extra this time. I was going to pull you off on it, but no, of course you turned up with the good. You, of course I do. Each and every week, as you do, my friend, on a roll as usual, rolling into the playoffs. So high hopes indeed. A lot of games to pick. And what we love, of course, about this stage of the season, as we kind of seen over the last few weeks as well, football on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we can have a veritable feast of football, quite frankly. So what we're going to do, given it super wildcard weekend we're going to pick every game we're going to go through every game chronologically pick them and then if that wasn't enough gang we're going to give you uh, a short list at least for the super bowl maybe you're going to be bold enough to make your super bowl winning pick we shall see you've got a few minutes to work out if you're going to go there or not on this show let's start with saturday night's game the seahawks 49 is one of the games where there is a heavy favorite of course san francisco are they up to double digits now in terms of the line where's that at no, so the line is currently nine and a half, but it should mm. be double digits. So nine mm-hmm. and a half point favorites over the Seahawks. Yeah, it's a really uh, exciting way to kick off the playoffs, potentially with uh, a Super Bowl contender. But as I say, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit of time. Now, I wrote about the great Geno Smith and his brilliant season uh, for the Times this week. Want to get that plug out there. And whatever happens in this game, it has been an unqualified success. Nobody gave them a chance to get anywhere near uh, having a seat at the table. And nobody thought Gino Smith would emerge as the player that many thought he could be, of course, back in the day uh, when he was taken as a second round pick by the New York Jets. So it's brilliant to see him in this spot. Brilliant to see the evergreen Pete Carroll in this spot. But I think this is surely where they come to the end of the road. They can't stop the run. It is a big, big problem for them. The 49ers have so much offense around now with the return, of course, of Debo back to full fitness. Eli Mitchell coming back in recent weeks as well. McCaffrey hitting fifth gear. It doesn't matter that Brock Purdy is an untested because there's a lot of this narrative, isn't there? Well, what about rookies in the playoffs? Rookies struggling in the playoffs. doesn't matter in this situation when you've got Shanahan and this white-hot effervescent offense. I think the 49ers win this comfortably. Yeah, I completely agree. Brock Purdy seems to have taken to the NFL like a duck to water. But as you say, it's the system uh, that Kyle Shanahan has implored with this offense. Uh, and not only has this offense been putting up 30-plus points in seven of their last 10 games. They've won all 10, by the way. Um, but they've got the best defense in the league. So what isn't there to like about this 49ers team? As you touched on, the Seahawks, they managed to get into the playoffs courtesy of the Lions' victory over the Packers. That hurts me deep to say. Um, but Juno Smith's been fantastic all year, but the defense just isn't up to this scratch. I think if the 49ers get points on the board early, they're just going to roll to an easy success. And I think with a nine and a half point handicap, I'm more than happy to take that, kickstart the playoff with a winner. 
I like that. I like the 49ers a lot in this spot. I'd even follow it into around the 11, 11 and a half mark realistically. But Gino, love what you've done. Love what you've done. Right. Next up, a game that is dividing opinion across the NFL world. So I'm very keen to hear what you think about this. Crystal Tom Collins, the Chargers Jags in Jacksonville, of course. That's the way the playoffs work. You might have an inferior record, but if you own your division, it doesn't matter. You get the home field advantage. The Chargers on the road as favorites, but only narrow favorites. Yeah, Chargers two and a half point favorites currently. You know, I'm pretty surprised by this line. Jacksonville, mm. obviously at home, as you've, you've just touched on their home field advantage. And although the Chargers have come into the playoffs in uh, with white hot, uh, red hot form um, at the moment, they've been firing on all cylinders with Justin Herbert turning up in the latter part of the season, following on from his mid-season rib injury. Mm. You've obviously got uh, Keenan Allen now firing back healthy. Austin Eckler's been RB1 all year. Mike Williams, you know, he is an injury uh, doubt. He's on the injury report right now, but he might play. Um, but while they've been flying, so have the Jaguars. Like, this team is really picking up momentum going into the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence is finally now showing why he was drafted number one overall in the 2021 NFL draft. And his Clemson teammate, Travis Etienne, is running the rock with power and precision. The Jaguars qualified for the playoffs with a victory, a divisional uh, game victory over the Titans that was crucial. Everything on the line. I think they're coming into this matchup with a huge impetus. And given the Chargers are allowing six the last eight games they've allowed a 100 yard rusher is this not travis Etienne's time to shine you know i think it is you know i keyed him out on the <laughs> matt coom show podcast with no less than jason bell j bell in the house this week looking ahead to the super wild card round and we both picked a player to look out for interestingly j bell went to the same game went to the same well and went for justin herbert of course herbert is one of the exceptional players of his generation that is mm. underestimated i think I don't think anybody doubts that he is a top-tier quarterback, but he's underestimated because of his spot. The Chargers are not a fashionable team, despite the whole uh, L.A. connection, because they are the other team in L.A. If he was playing for the Dallas Cowboys, if he was playing for the New York Giants, a big media market, we'd have an even heightened perspective, I think, of Justin Herbert. He is obviously crucial in this game, but you're right. I think it is Etienne versus this run D that is going to be the crucial battle. The Chargers haven't been able to stop the run all season long. He's running at over five a clip, and even if he slowed down a little bit, of course, he suffered an injury, and there's some talk that mm, maybe he's getting a bit of wear on the tyres as the season goes on. That's not going to matter in the playoffs. He steps up. Trevor Lawrence is looking like the phenom we all thought he was going to be. And Mike Williams, he keyed in on a crucial player there, Crystal Tom. Back injury. If the Chargers end up losing this and Williams either doesn't play or doesn't factor at the level that we know he can, there are going to be serious questions asked to Dan Staley. What was he doing in that Week 18 game? Risking some of his key players. Head scratching, I think it's fair to say. I'm with the Jags on this one. You too? Yeah, Jaguars plus 2.5 all over that now. All right, love that. Next up, the Dolphins' bills. The Dolphins, well, they've been dealt a short stack, really, of course, with uh, the absence of Tuatunga Vailoa, the prolonged absence, of course, uh, because of concussion, which has affected their season full stop and uh, impacts of their chances in this game, of course, not least because his backup, Teddy Bridgewater, carrying an injury, unlikely to play as well. Certainly the line suggests they think it's going to be the number three on the depth chart, the rookie Skylar Thompson that we've seen a few, uh, a fair bit of already this season because of injury uh, to those two. But Skylar Thompson against the Bills in this matchup, particularly as Raheem Mostert is an injury doubt as well for the Miami Dolphins, even with Waddle, even with Hill. It is going to be a tall order. Over on SBK Edge Rush, which we recorded what, approximately 24 hours ago, I was saying I quite like the Dolphins to cover, even though um, I don't expect them to win outright. They are heavy double-digit underdogs. But 
Tom with the knees of Mostert unlikely to start as well. I think I might be revising that opinion. Yeah, this is, I mean, we've been in agreement so far in the two games we've covered on this pod, but uh, I think we're, yeah, we're in polar opposites based on what happened on SBK Edge. Go check that out on the Nat Coombe show on all good podcatchers. I like the Bills minus 13. The line is just veering towards 13 and a half. So you're going to have to take that quick because it's going to soon get into the realms of 14 and two touchdowns. And you know how dangerous that number is. But as you've touched on, Miami Dolphins, mid part of the season, look like bona fide Super Bowl contenders. Now Mm. they're limping into the playoffs with numerous injuries. I don't really like Skylar Thompson. Yes, he's a rookie. He could easily improve. But in the two starts so far this year, he hasn't overly impressed me. And now he's facing a Buffalo Bills defense who is only going to tighten up, lock up coming into the playoffs. The offense is flying at the moment. Josh Allen putting up 30 points, uh, 30 or more points, sorry, in six of their last seven games. They've won all seven games coming into the playoff uh, playoffs. They've got added motivation as well with DeMar Hamlin's injury and admirable recovery so far. So I think uh, this Buffalo Bills uh, team is set for a long playoff run. And I think this is going to be a whitewash. I really do. I, I'm anticipating something like 34-14, something in that region. So I'm more than happy to take the Bills minus 13 here. Okay. Next up, Giants-Vikings on Sunday. Again, a game that is dividing opinion. The Vikings are three points favorites in this one. The Vikings, of course, a team that is the prototype, I think, of dividing opinion this season. Here they are rolling into the playoffs with a 13-4 and record. And they're uh, vocal supporters of the fact that the NFC playoff field is wide open so they could have a particularly deep run and there is abundantly talent on this roster and a very good head coach i am in that camp but i understand the doubters the critics the naysayers the brilliant bill barnwell pointed out in his column on espn this week weighted dvoa has the vikings 28th in the nfl it is undeniable they've been in a lot of close encounters. And again, that seems to divide opinion. 11, a season record. I mean, an NFL record uh, on the season. I think it makes them clutch. I think it means that they can dig deep and get those wins. I'm not suggesting the Vikings are the favorites in the NFC to make the Super Bowl. I'm not suggesting that they are anything but a flawed team, but they've got big hitters offensively. Looking at this field, I think it is crazy to be writing off the Vikings as a one and done playoff side. I think they're going to go deep in this playoffs. And therefore, I think they're going to take the Giants this weekend. I love that strong opinion. As you touched on, the Vikings are three-point favourites. And plenty of people do have doubts. I am one of them. But this is potentially the best wildcard spot they could have hoped for because the Giants don't don't really have much offence. If you can stop Saquon Barkley, well, the Vikings are surely uh, looking likely to qualify for the divisional round, aren't they? And any team with Justin Jefferson on offence is going to be dangerous because this guy is just elite. That catch against the Buffalo Bills early in the season is going to be replayed year after year as one of the best catches of all time, much like Odell Beckham's one-hander from a couple of, well, a few years back now for New York. Um, so the Vikings are three-point favourites and probably deserve to be three-point favourites. Both of these teams just failed to convince me throughout the year. So I'm, I'm tentative uh, with my punting in this game. Mm. And it's not the Vikings offense that really worries me, despite Kirk Cousins' trouble, uh, troubles in prime time or when the lights are on. But it's their defense that puts me off slightly. Um, they gave up the second most yards per game, 388.7, and the fifth most points per game in 25. And when these two teams met just three weeks ago, the Giants actually put up more yards on offense despite losing 20, uh, 27-24. Mm. I think this is going to be a close game again. I probably am with you that the Vikings are going to win, although I'm not going to take the spread, which I think you are. Um, but I would back over 48.5 points mm. because I think there is uh, going to be offense in this game. Um, so that will be my play, yeah. It is the highest total of the weekend, and I think it's right to look at the over on that. You're right. I am backing 
the Vikings minus three, not just backing them. Crystal Tom, they're my Drew Lock of the Week, and I'm on a roll, huh? Based you on are, my, you are. Based on my low ceiling this season, back-to-back <laughs> Drew Lock's landing. I'm going for the hat-trick. The Vikings aren't going to let me down. Surely we can't doubt Kirk Cousins every time, of course. You know, we mentioned Kirk Cousins. Shout-out to Mike McCarty, his agent, the best agent in sports <laughs> entertainment. Loving his work. Now, I said that was the a second of the Sunday games, of course, depending on where you're watching us, listening to us in the world. I'm thinking UK time because, of course, rolling into Monday morning, but it is the Sunday night football game. Primetime Ravens-Bengals. And again, the Ravens, not dissimilar to the Miami Dolphins. Hit at quarterback, there isn't going to be Lamar. We're not probably not going to see Lamar, even if the Ravens progress from this spot in this season's playoffs. Expecting Tyler Huntley, hoping, praying Tyler Huntley is going to start against the Bengals. The Bengals have got problems of their own. Their offensive line banged up. Leo Collins already out. No Alex Kappa as well. Big, big favorites nevertheless. And a lot of sharps, Crystal Tom, seem to think that nine and a half is a little bit too rich. Do you see that? Do you think this will be a closer game than the line suggests? It's difficult. It's really difficult. I think the Bengals are going to win and quite comfortably in doing Mm. that. But it's a hard game to assess because this Ravens defense is pretty strong and the Bengals, as you just touched on there, have got weakness in the offensive line. But what I will say is that Joe Burrow has been second to none in terms of quarterback ranking in the latter part of this season. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. The Bengals have won eight straight. They could be on the march to another Super Bowl. Mm. And with Joe Burrow comes Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, potentially the best one-two, although Miami fans will disagree, uh, a wide receiver in the league. It's close. It's, um, close. it's very close, isn't it? I mean, T. Higgins could easily be a wide receiver one for numerous teams, including the Packers. Uh, it would be nice if you moved to Green Bay. Um, <laughs> hey, you could be you getting D-hop have... by, based on the news, so I bet you'd love that. <laughs> I will take that all day. Um, You don't have to go back too far to find the last time that these two teams faced off because it was in week 18 and the Bengals won 27-16. They were leading 24-3 at halftime, took the foot uh, off the gas that day. They already had it wrapped up. Um, But we have to say the Baltimore Ravens did start Anthony Brown at QB and it was just a shocker. It was a shocker, really. Mm. Uh, So if Huntley does play, then you're expecting some upturn on offense. I still think the Bengals win this uh, in a romp. Mm. Minus nine and a half, difficult line to assess. It won't be my max play bet of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, not my Drew Lock, as we touched on on Edge Rush. Go check out Edge Rush for my mm-hmm. Drew Lock, by the way, because we didn't touch on it here. Um, but I will play the Bengals minus nine and a half. Uh, okay, I like the Bengals too in this spot. I'll probably tease them down. Uh, we'll work out who I'm going to tease them with, but I'll be looking at the Bengals as part of a tease. I think worth pointing out as well in that week five matchup, the Ravens D stepped up and the Ravens D, of course, is on point at the moment. If you're buying into that argument that the Ravens D will cause trouble for this banged up offensive line, they held Joe Burrow to under seven yards per completion in that game. How much do you look back that far back in the season? You've got to weigh all these things up, of course. But I like the Bengals to win, but maybe not at that line. Okay, next up, finally, of course, Monday Night Football. Again, another game that is mixing up opinion left, right, and center. And the line underpins that as well. Cowboys-Bucks, another one of those playoff situations where the team with a better record is on the road because the Bucks were won the NFC South, seemingly the division that no one wanted to win, Crystal Tom. And Tom Brady and the Bucks. Two and a half point home dogs against the Dallas Cowboys. Which way are you leaning here? <clears throat> yeah, save the best till last, right? Uh, this is going to be a fantastic <laughs> playoff game. Between two QBs who have got such a phenomenal legacy and reputation, obviously one far greater than the other in terms of Tom Brady compared to Dak Prescott, but both are expected to be you know top five, top 10 QBs every single year they play. 
they've been kind of underperforming a little bit. Dak Prescott, because he's been loose with the ball, throwing interceptions, making bad decisions. Tom Brady, just not having the wide receiver uh, consistency that he needs at Tampa. Lots of drops there this year. Mike Evans put a stop to that in week 17. 10 catches, 203 yards, three touchdowns. Maybe Evans is that safety blanket uh, that Brady needs in the playoff run. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Cowboys, despite being two and a half point underdogs. But I think this game relies on the, who's going to establish the run best. Mm. Are Ezekiel Elliott and, and Tony Pollard going to go off against this Tampa Bucks run D? Or will Lenny, Lenny Fournette, who I was going to say playoff Lenny, but that's uh, copyrighted by yourself. Come um, on, playoff Lenny. <laughs> and playoff Lenny is a crucial, because of course, a crucial factor here, obviously, because the Bucks ground game, Worst in the NFL, but, and yeah. the Guru Sandrini pointed this out on FFS, again, over on the Nat Coombe Show podcast feed. Playoff Lenny out of the backfield, different proposition. Using Playoff Lenny out of the backfield could be the decisive part of this game. I also like your point on this tag team of Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, up against this Bucks D. This Bucks D is starting to look like the Bucks D we saw win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And I really like that matchup as well. I also like the flashes we've seen in recent weeks of Brady to Evans. There is fallibility in this Cowboys D, particularly at the back, because they're ball hawks and they will take a gamble. And I think that that tag team of Brady to Evans could torch him once or twice in this game, either for big gains or maybe even to the house. I like the Bucks in this spot, certainly with the points. And maybe I'll tease them up a little bit and have them uh, with the Bengals uh, teased down a little bit. But I think I'll take them at two and a half as well. I'd like the Bucks to win. Yeah, interesting point. I definitely wouldn't be against that. And if I was playing the spread here, I would err on the side of the Bucks as well. Mm. I think my bet will be uh, on the points instead in this game, mm, okay. under 45.5 total points. I think the first half might be a bit of a defensive stalemate. Lots of trying to establish the run. And when you try and establish the run, that clock keeps ticking down. So the time can go quick. The points aren't getting put up on the board rapidly. And therefore, you can hit the under. If Mike Evans does have a big game, the corners and safeties are going to double cover, triple cover maybe in, in certain uh, areas that can leave the seam wide open for Chris Godwin. So also look out for, for that uh, slight angle from Tom Brady because we know he loves the seam. Rob Gronkowski in his heyday, um, Brady would always zone in on him. So yeah, great game to end the playoffs. We're looking forward to all six of these matchups. Should we get into who we think our Super Bowl contenders are? Let's do it. So we're we saying contenders, we're we saying outright winner. How bold are you going to go wildcard weekend? I reckon we go who we think the finalists will be, the Super Bowl mm. finalists, NFC and AFC uh, teams to make the final. I reckon, now this is not a bold prediction whatsoever, but this is my Super Bowl. I think the 49ers make it in the NFC, and I believe that the conference round will be between the 49ers and the Eagles, which is the one and two seed. You know, not very original, but the NFC doesn't really have that much talent at the moment. These This playoffs look wide open, mm-hmm. aside from the top two teams. I think the 49ers just have too uh, much talent for the mm-hmm. Eagles, despite Jalen Hurts coming back. And on the AFC side, Kansas City probably make it because I, I believe they're going to be facing Jacksonville or the Chargers um, mm-hmm. in the next round. And then they would make it to the, uh, to the conference round where they'd face Buffalo or the Bengals, in my opinion, mm. that's going to be a huge matchup. I think Buffalo might just come through with the goods uh, with the offensive line of the Bengals struggling. Mm. And maybe Buffalo outshine Kansas City um, in the conference round. Therefore, Buffalo v San Francisco Super Bowl. I'm taking the Niners. Okay, I'm with you on the Niners, but I have said asterisk, watch the sneaky Vikings backdoor. Am I going on this show and saying I think the Vikings are going to make the Super Bowl? I'm not going that far. <laughs> 
don't under don't write him off just yet and you know don't well brady gets in the divisional round two games of the super bowl they start these locker room full of vets that have all been there done it they know how it goes crazier yep. things are happening in that wide open conference in the afc as you've very clearly outlined it is so tough to call any one of those three teams and i think it is between those three teams the chiefs the bills and the bengals clearly uh, a long way away from the others I like the Bengals to repeat it. I really do. Yeah. I think that they now the offensive line is obviously an issue and the cap and use maybe puts a bit of a dent in that. But I just think the Bengals will have that role. I mean, look, any one of those three quite conceivably makes it the Chiefs are the obvious favorite for it. But if the value, if you're looking at the value out of those three, I think I see the value in the Bengals. So I'm not saying I'm definitely nailing my colors to the mask right now. We'll talk about it next week as well, Crystal Tom. But in terms of value, looking at where the outrights are now, I'm saying 49ers Bengals Super Bowl. Yeah, so Bengals right now to win the Super Bowl, you're looking at around nine to one, right. eight and a half to one, nine to one, which is a really good price. They're currently fifth favourites in uh, SBK's market. Um, the favourites are the Kansas City Chiefs at around seven to two, Buffalo Bills four to one, San Francisco 49ers around five to one. So congested at the top um, of the outright market. But yeah, it's going to be thrilling, isn't it? Especially the AFC. When we get past the wildcard round, these games are going to be electric. You won't be able to take your eyes off the TV. What about the Minnesota Vikings? Huge price, 32 to 1. There you go, baby. 32, <laughs> 32 to 1 in Kirk we trust. Come on, Vikes. I believe in you, even if no one else does. Brilliant stuff, <laughs> Crystal Tom. Uh, now, if you are a new SBK customer, bet £10, get £30 in uh, free bets if you want to get involved with a wildcard weekend. I'm sorry, super wildcard weekend. Remember, gamble responsibly. Got to be 18plusbegambleaware.org. Brilliant stuff, Crystal Tom. I'm sure there'll be lots of WhatsApp messages being exchanged between me and Propo over the course of the weekend. As long as you take him down, I don't really care about anything else. Quite it's getting <laughs> far too smug, as usual. Brilliant stuff. Enjoy it. Look after yourself. Yeah, enjoy the games, Matt. Podcast Network.